0: I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design, recorded in the Living Kitchen Studio. If you like mid-century modern architecture and everything that goes along with it, Modernism Week is for you. Well, I love mid-century modern, and I love Modernism Week. The home tours are great, the parties are amazing, and catching up with friends is, is really the best. I had the chance to catch up with more than a few friends on this trip, and I'm gonna share some of those conversations with you. One of my favorite things about publishing Confo by Design is that the SoCal design community is so strong and comprised of an amazing group of professionals. It's a tight group and a group that values more than just creating beautiful design and meaningful architecture. We, we care about preserving uh, what's already existing. Ron Woodson and Jamie Rummerfield created a fantastic brand in Woodson and Rummerfield's House of Design. The firm displays mastery of luxury, Hollywood Regency, and L.A. opulence in virtually every project that they complete. But their passion for significant and meaningful design has led them to, to found SIA, Save Iconic Architecture. This charitable organization is dedicated to doing just that. Jamie, Ron, and I caught up at their event during Modernism Week at Via Paradiso, a world class estate in the heart of Palm Springs. This place is so swanky. It's a place that used to serve as Cary Grant's hangout amongst a bevy of other celebs during Palm Springs' heyday. Well, Palm Springs' first heyday, I should say. Jamie and Ron are going to fill you in on SIA and ways to get involved and why it exists. As with any good party, though, there are more drop-ins and guests to talk to, uh, including set decorator and sea board member, Peter Gursky. Um, why, why does saving iconic architecture matter? Who decides if it's iconic? And where does one start? Right here, with Ron and Jamie. But first, Patrick Dragonette, who will tell you a bit about this year's LCDQ Legends event, which you do not wanna miss this as well as other fun stories from around the quarter. So this is a packed episode. I got a lot for you. um, And we're jumping around a little bit. So we're gonna start with uh, Patrick Dragonette from LCDQ. And uh, he's gonna tell you about the Legends event. We caught up with Patrick at the SIA party in Palm Springs during Modernism Week. Convo by Design is presented by Snyder Diamond. Snyder Diamond provides amazing service and exceptional products, hand-selected by second-generation president Russ Diamond. These include the full line of Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove appliances. There's a revolution taking place in the kitchen, and leading this is Sub-Zero by reimagining what a kitchen can be and then providing state-of-the-art technology and stunning design to make it happen, like under-counter refrigeration that provides compact performance and convenience. Glass front or custom door panels, designers and architects can design for the space, not the appliances. With proper preservation, next comes preparation, and Wolf has a fun and fantastic griddle just for you. Just another way Wolf provides the tools allowing you to cook your way. SubZero and Wolf give you the very best, so you can give your clients your very best. And what's better than that? Take control with up to $500 rebates on select ranges, range tops, and cooktops. These offers are for a limited time and details apply, so take control and get all the details. To see the full line of Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove products, go to any of the three Los Angeles area Snyder Diamond locations. You can also see the Living Kitchen in the Pasadena and Santa Monica Snyder Diamond showrooms. Don't, do not get rid of the cocktail.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Patrick, hey Josh.
0: Hey, when was the Waddles, Waddles Mansion? I'm sorry. That was the last time Waddles. Oh, Waddles Mansion. That yes. you came on the show was Waddle, Waddles. Correct. Mansion. Do you know that I was looking at, at images from that? That dining room was so spectacular. Thank you. I just love that. It was fun. I it mean, was it fun, was fun, right?
1: It was far too out of the box for the city of L.A. Do you think it was? I had to. I had to take everything out. I mean, I wanted to take the ceiling out because they were making me take the walls out, but I, of course, didn't do that. <laughs> um, you know what I mean?
0: D- it's, isn't it interesting? Design houses are really interesting in that way. It's like you gotta you gotta let the artists do their thing. Yes, and I think that
1: uh, yes, <laughs> there are some show houses where they want to give you a directive or a sort of a color scheme or something like that, and that I'm never interested in that. So,
0: yeah well and i'm excited to be working with you again we're excited
1: to have you working with us again josh
0: thank you this is going to be really exciting we're talking about legends yes and you're you're the man you're in charge this year you are the one i need my head examined you really Is what you're saying right kind of kind of but this is exciting yeah this is a big this is a big year
1: it is you know legends is so we're starting our second decade Last year was our ten-year anniversary, and so I was elected president by the by the board this year. And I, I I keep saying that I took something. Hopefully, I am shepherding something that was great to be even greater. Um, it's it's an amazing event. It is considered the number one design event on the on the designer calendar. It is the number one event in the country, and so.
0: Having said that it's you know it 's going to be even better this year, so you, you led right into it. It is going to be better this year. Tell me about the approach that you guys are taking and and some of the some of the people who are participating and the purpose and the reason behind it and the, the, the legends aspect to it this year so
1: I think that a lot of people are not aware that very often i 'll hear well, why is it called legends <clears throat> so ten almost eleven years ago. The very first event was called The Legends of La Cienega, and it was design legends that were being saluted and we asked today's designers to pay homage to designers from the past. The name Legends stuck. The next year it was a different theme, the next year it was a different theme, but it became known as Legends. And so 10 years down the road, with the beginning of the second decade, I personally felt that it was time to revisit that original theme and, and to understand why it's called Legends, and so this year's theme is, is to, it's legendary icons of design. Um, it's very exciting, we've got an artist, an illustrator from New York City called Tug Rice, who if you don't follow him on Instagram, you should follow him. Uh, Tug is, he's just got it. He, he has his own style, his own way of perceiving things, and we've commissioned eight portraits of eight famous designers. And that is, um, moving forward, that's our ad campaign for all of the ads, the castle banners that'll that'll line the streets. And this year the step and repeat will be really exciting because it's going to be, you're gonna have a chance to sort of mill in a room full of legendary designers and they will be these tug rice creations. And we're gonna have, maybe there'll be a table next to one with a glass on it and about three of them are probably gonna be cut out so we can create a little perspective. I expect the step and repeat to be a very, uh, a very in-demand instagrammable moment this year.
0: That's really exciting. Why don't why isn't there a greater focus on the legends of interior design? Why is it why why isn't that a thing?
1: I think that I think that every I I, I personally believe that you cannot be successful today without understanding and honoring the past. And I think any I think any good designer understands that. And that those those uh, forebearers of design, our they're our educators. So you have to study and understand the past in order to be successful in the present, and and for something hopefully that lives into the future. So I think that um, for me, it's always about the designer. It's always whether it's the furniture designer or, I, you know, I have crushes on people and I have crushes on their work, and so. I love that we're getting to indulge this sort of thing. We've got a lot of great people this year. I mean, Alex Papachristidis is coming back. Um, You know, he's a New York-based designer. He did it about five years ago. And so he is coming back to, he's doing a room in honor of Jeffrey Benison. Um, Jeff Andrews, who is a LA-based designer, I'm very excited because he's chosen my showroom to do a Billy Haynes tribute, which is, anybody who knows me or my my showroom knows that's a perfect fit. Pete Lau, who is from New York, who has just transitioned with a little pied-a-terre here in Los Angeles. She is doing a David Hicks window. Um, Nicole Fuller, who is from New York, is creating a tribute to Henri Samuel. Um, And the list, it goes on and on. It's very, very exciting. I'm thrilled about the people that are participating. And it's just going to be a really great, it's going to be a great event. And it's going to be a true three days this year because we're we're adding a new element to Tuesday. It's going to be called Shop the Quarter. There's going to be lux- luxury transportation that'll shuttle you around from one area of the quarter to the next. Sotheby's Home is sponsoring a game day, uh, like a scavenger hunt. You'll be able to collect you'll you'll collect these tokens and coupons. The more you collect, the more prizes you'll be eligible to win. It's it's very it's it's very cool. It's a very cool event
0: not only is it cool but I, I love how fun you're making it it's it's fun it's not it's not be it's not serious for the sake of being serious it's it's fun because it should be well the, design should be fun it should be right it's not I mean look
1: it's not brain surgery does it take talent absolutely but hopefully it is fun it's a fun process and I think I think the perfect client designer relationship is one that has that element of fun, and that you want to be around each other. That you that you enjoy, you enjoy working for them. You want to enrich their life because you genuinely like them, and those are the most successful collaborations. I think.
0: I, I totally agree with you. Now, you said something a minute ago that I'm, I want to follow up on. You said that you're you're crushing a little bit on some design, and I love that. Who, who are you crushing on right now what well, are, what are you crushing on so anybody on right who
1: now? knows me would know that Billy Haynes is my guy I've got a, a you know mad crush on him uh, for the better part of 15 years now almost 20 years and I can tell you the very first time I, I I didn't know who Billy Haynes was and I had someone that I knew socially and he said I have these chairs that I bought at auction and they came from this they came from the Warner House and they were designed by Billy Haynes you uh, who's Billy who? I don't know. So he said, well, I I can't use them. Do you want to sell them on consignment? And I don't normally do consignment. But he was a friend. And I said, sure, bring them by. Let's see. I'll have a look. And we'll figure out what we can sell them for. Well, he brought a pair of what now is kind of known as a Brentwood chair. And it was a a little curved back, low chair with a splayed leg. And I remember thinking, that's like that is one of the sexiest chairs I've ever seen. And then I sat in it. And everything about it was perfect. The pitch, the way it supported you. It was low, but low was okay because it was all about, you know, he designed furniture for people to look sexy on. And so for me, and I felt no one was really championing his work and I wanted to be the guy that said, you know what, this guy is worth money and I'm gonna make sure that if you buy his stuff from me, you're gonna pay for it because it deserves that kind of appreciation. The same way like Jean Royer, the French designer. They were the same, really. They both only did bespoke interiors. They only created furniture for a specific client, for a specific room. And yet, a Jean Royer sofa can sell for five, six hundred thousand at auction. A polar bear sofa. And a Billy Haynes biscuit tufted ledgeback sofa Twenty twenty-five grand, and people might think it's too expensive. And there's something wrong with that.
0: Isn't that interesting? Why, why is that? And it, it, it's the, it's the correlation. It's the, it's the in demand. It's the comparing it to artwork. I
1: dare to say, if I could load a container of Haynes furniture and send it to Paris, and sell it at auction in Paris, it would do much better. And when you look at historically, like Rob John Gibbings, when, when Casson Cantata came to auction, the very and that is probably one of the most legendary, historically important interiors that was done by an American designer in T H. Rob John Gibbings, the lion's share of the most fantastic pieces all went to Paris. The Parisian buyers bought them. The Parisian galleries understood the value of them before we understood here in America. So
0: when they established the market for that, does that then raise the price internationally? Or raise the value, rather, internationally? Yes, I think it, I think it
1: certainly helps. But there's this, you know, we, as Americans, we love the French, let's face it. We love the French, we want to be French, we want to be Parisian, we love French design. Um, and I love French design, don't get me wrong. So, the French sanctioning an American designer in such a way, yeah, I think it does add value to that designer. Some of my best pieces of Hanes have gone to Paris. They've gone to Paris, they've gone to Sydney, uh, they've gone to, I've sent to Singapore, England, You know, to London, we've,
0: we've it gets out there, you know, so. And, and driving this back for a second, as the, as the president of the La Cienega design quarter, you understand the, the state of design especially, not exclusively, but especially as it relates to Los Angeles, West Coast. What is, what is the state of design in Los Angeles right now?
1: You know, I think that's a kind of a tricky question. Because I think that there are, there are several factions, if you will. And there are the people that want it cheap, cheerful, and fast. And there are people who just want a, um, a textbook showroom interior. Like, a, like a, I, not, to, not to poo-poo them, but like an RH interior, there are lots of people who just want that, and they want, it, they want it start to finish, head to toe, they want it
0: on a truck for $299, and everything gets delivered. Let me back away for a second. Let me back away for a second. Here's my, here's my theory. I have seen LA raise in stature culturally, socially, architecturally, dramatically in the last five years to the point where I feel comfortable saying, Los Angeles is a world-class city. Oh, Absolutely, socially, I would not disagree. And part of that to me really is not just Hollywood, fashion, car culture, the, the, the price of our estates, but really the work that's that's being done. And I think I think our designers and I guess for me, you know, I look back every year when I get the AD 100, I, 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 I go through it and I get really mad. I get I get I get I get really because mad. So East Coast. Yes. Centric. And it has. Been. It's like <laughs> great. Guess what? West Coast got 11 designers included this really 11 designer. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. No, that's wrong that is absolutely wrong I would, I would argue that well given the fact
1: that AD was a west coast publication
0: in its inception and where and where are they now and I, look I get it and by the way it's their opinion and they're completely entitled to it and I'm, and I, I would be hard I, I think
1: at the end of the day those things are just kind of
0: they are okay they are you but, know they are but, but what, they
1: do mean something they have currency you're right so yeah and from I, that from that point of view I think you're right
0: so that being said the state of what's coming out of LA and and by the way I, I asked the question because I put I put LCDQ and legends firmly in that conversation because what's coming out of the quarter, is very interesting.
1: I do think if you were to ask any New York editor, publisher, anywhere in the anywhere in the country, possibly the world, they would tell you that yes, the LCDQ and the Legends event is without question the most anticipated event on the design calendar in any calendar year. So, that that says a lot and I think that I think that part of part of the job of a good interior designer is that, is that guidance and education, you know? And that's how you avoid an all-one-source-stop an all kind of shop. And, you, and you, you educate a person as to why you're worth what you charge. Because what you are going to give them is unique and special. And you're going to share a lot more than they ever pay for. <laughs> and, you know, I, they, you become a psychiatrist and a shrink. Um, I've been through all kinds of stuff with clients at this point and and that's okay because I'm actually a good listener and I'm a, I'm a good talker and I'm pretty smart. I don't know why, but when it comes to matters of the heart and, and emotional things, I, I kind of know what I'm talking about and it helps. Just like design. Yeah, exactly. And,
0: and so listen, by the way, I could I could have this conversation with you all night long, love talking to you, but I want to let you get back to the party. I, I know him, Debbie's
1: going to kill me, I my to- friend.
0: I <laughs> totally hijacked you and I apologize, but I'm going to let you get back to it. But very excited to yeah. be part of Legends So this Legends year. is
1: May 7th, 8th, and 9th this year and it's three full days of programming. It's very exciting. Uh, I'm very excited that we have Josh Cooperman from Convo by Design who's actually going to be assembling interviews with all of the designers from the windows. He's going to be sitting in on, on the panels, on our keynote speakers, and, and the other social events that he chooses to cover, he's going to cover. And I'm very excited about what he's going to bring, the element that he's going to bring to Legends this year. And, so
0: And thank you for saying that, because you know what, in all seriousness, just backing away for a second, the reason I started Convo by Design is because I absolutely love the design and architecture space. I love the people that operate, I, like I've said a million times, I'm neither a designer nor an architect. Kind of wish I was. Kind of play one on TV. Kind of play one on the radio. Don't possess the talent, but I can showcase those who do. So really excited about this. We appreciate what you do. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Josh. Have you made your plans to attend LCDQ's Legends? Convo by Design is an official media partner, and I'm I'm thrilled about this. And I'll uh, I'll be around during the whole event talking to all the designers who are creating the amazing windows. So if you're around, come by and say hello. Next up is Peter Gursky. Peter, it's, it's like we just saw each other. Huh, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Different location. Same and thing. I know, and I love that. So we are at uh, Via Paradiso yes. in Palm Springs for Modernism Week.
2: Very lovely, yeah. It is
0: lovely. And I, I love this week in Palm Springs. I mean, I love every week in Palm Springs, but this is special. How long have you been coming to Modernism Week?
2: Oh, for a long time now. I, I can't even count the years, but it's especially great this year because I'm involved with Ron and Jamie with Save Iconic Architecture,
0: Right, which so, is
2: what this fundraiser is all about.
0: Yeah, so I just spoke with Ron and Jamie. What are, what are you doing with them? Uh, you're on the board.
2: I'm on the board of directors, yeah.
0: Okay. How long have you been
2: doing that? Uh, well, it's when they formed the uh, foundation. Three years ago. Yeah, The whole time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so important. And it's, you know we're it's, it's just it's, it's important and the thing is they go away before you know it
2: well for some reason uh, they seem to ignore it in Los Angeles but they're more aware here in the desert especially because of the mid-century architecture and uh, the Hollywood history from, for coming here and it's still a small town so they're much more aware uh, of preserving the history although there are great houses that have been knocked down so
0: well yeah and that's the thing they go into disrepair and then people just don't know about it and then they're just gone. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just like that. Um, now here's a question, and I, I ask everyone the same question, because right. I'm curious. What, what makes it, what's the, what's the criteria? What makes it worth saving? What makes it iconic? Is it all the architect? And if it's not just the architect, what are the other factors that, that you put into something to make it iconic and to make it worth saving?
2: Well, it's always uh, the architect, and if not that, if it's evocative of the time period, if it's unique in some way architecturally, uh, if it reinforces the architectural style of a neighborhood or the town of, you know, Palm Springs has such a strong, strong um, uh, mid-century vibe. But uh, there were houses here in the 30s, so there's that Spanish influence as well. So it's provenance of uh, architect, it's history of the neighborhood, it's... Um, history of the house, uh, you know, uniqueness. I mean, there's all sorts of factors. It just doesn't have to be a great architect because there were smaller architects that were copying the bigger architects. So there's co- there was copycatting, you know, going on even back then. Isn't that amazing? I think it's great, though, because it, has, it gives you so many other houses to look at or other neighborhoods to see where the influence spread. It's so fascinating to see that um, even back in the day, 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 you know, that uh, they 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 were so enamored of each other's style that they would copy it and emulate it. So I think it's a it's a, it's like a compliment.
0: It's interesting you say that too, because copying is is often first instinct is oh that's bad, copying's yeah. bad, and yes, it can be mm-hmm. at first blush, right. But but not always. Sometimes sometimes copying actually moves moves the art forward.
2: Exactly, and and maybe spreads it a little democratically, so um, I think that happens with architecture too.
0: What do you what do you think about Palm Springs, as far as the the growth and the fact that it's it, Palm Springs has saved itself what like three it, or four it, times now. It
2: really has. Do I regret not buying that five unit apartment house for one hundred eighty thousand uh, dollars? That was in a iconic fifty style with porthole windows. Yes, I do, but. <laughs> It's probably 1.2 million. uh, uh, But it really has saved itself. And I think it was a small band of determined people that understood what was lying under all the remodels and repaints and uh, handyman specials when a house gets remodeled, that the purity of the architecture from the mid-century was there. And it's something they built on. I mean, really, uh, modernism... Has ju- was just an offshoot of the show that they had at the convention center. And then it's become bigger than the show, but it was step by step. and so it, it, All it took was one person to take that first determined step. So I think that's the amazing thing about it.
0: It's always that one brave person to it. Yeah,
2: that one <laughs> obnoxious person, you know.
0: <laughs> but that's really what it was. Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's blossomed into this. It's an amazing. People come from all over the country to see it. Isn't isn't that and surprising? The weather, but not today. Not today. <laughs> you know what? They're There's... still
0: out here though. It's sprinkling. It's chilly, but people are out here in force. It has to rain every once in a while. How, do, how else do you keep four acres of uh, of lawn <laughs> green lush, and lush?
2: Lush and green. Well, everything's green in the desert, so that's good.
0: No, that's true. Peter, great to see you. Thank you so much. I was
2: so happy.
0: What what a great happenstance
2: to see you out here.
0: Absolutely. So Thank of you. course, why wouldn't you? Exactly. All right. Good. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. That was Peter Gersky. We were catching up at Via Paradiso in Palm Springs. Cary Grant hung out there and named it Via Paradiso because, as he said, it was all that and more. Palm Springs is all that and more, if you love mid-century modern. Clean lines, beautiful furnishings. You know who else loves that? It's Article. I've been telling you about Article for a few weeks now. Article is an online-only furniture company inspired by mid-century style and Scandinavian simplicity. As a design trade professional, you are going to love the style and the quality of article furniture. Here's the best part. Articles created a trade program specifically for busy designers, like you. Check this out. Joining the trade program is free, and there's no minimum for you to start receiving trade discounts. None. Zero. Exclusive designer pricing that cannot be found for less elsewhere. They offer a standard one-year warranty on all article furniture and the shipping going to love the shipping. Flat rate, in most cases, if not free, and it's fast. Stock items ship in two weeks or less. What are you waiting for? Sign up for this and make your job easier by working with partners who get you, who understand your challenges. They handle special invoicing, tax-exempt purchasing, and the customer service is staffed by design professionals. These are real people who know what you're trying to accomplish and have the authority to help you get what you need. So sign up for Article's trade-only program right now. Go to cxd.article.com. CXD as in Convo by Design. CXD.article.com. Thank you, Article. This is Ron Woodson and Jamie Rummefield from the beautiful Via Paradiso during Modernism Week. Same Perfect. Yeah, what help. I said is I'm just going to ask Ron a whole bunch of yes or no questions, Perfect. which he's not going to be able to answer yes or no anyway. We're <laughs> going to go with the voice. You've been doing a lot of talking. We're at the <clears throat> we're at the Save Iconic Architecture event at Modernism Week in Palm Springs. I, I love the event that you guys hold every year. You do a remarkable job. Thank you. The background and the why, which is so important. Tell me about the why.
3: Well, we started a nonprofit organization called Save Iconic Architecture and we call it SIA projects or SIA SIA. projects. And it's very near and dear to our hearts. We are big advocates of architectural preservation and in Southern California, we're losing so many wonderful properties and um, with all this demolition and construction that's happening at a rapid rate, we're seeing a lot of our iconic pieces of architecture disappearing.
4: Disappearing. And we started this, three years ago but this has been a passion of ours for many many years and you have to excuse me I have laryngitis the one who is always talking can't talk today so um, but the passion behind this is is lifelong for Jamie and I I mean we both grew up in Hollywood and you know to see that disappear at such rapid rates is heartbreaking And so we decided we had to do something to curb this horrific activity that's going on.
0: Yeah, and what's really interesting is even in the few short years since you guys have been on the show last time, just a few short years, just the the remarkable amount of architecture in Jeopardy. Right. You know, it just, a couple short years, architecture in Jeopardy. Here's the thing, with so much, and there's only two of you— Resources are what they are. How do you prioritize? How do you, and also how do you get the word out? Knowing that there's design, there's architecture, there's fans, and then there's saving what's already there. How do you how do you label the importance, and how do you get the word out?
3: You know, we um, we're interior designers, so by trade we're in the field, many different homes on site on a daily basis, and so we know the vernacular of our city, and getting the word out to these places where people may not see them, where we do, often, all these beautiful estates and notable structures, Um, every time someone comes to us and they want us to do a project and they say, oh, but we'd like to tear this house down, it's it's really heartbreaking. And so for us to share our expertise and educate, not only our clients, but the community, I think we can just do better as the architecture and design community.
0: Here's the tougher question, I, I think anyway. How do you prioritize what what makes something what makes it iconic what makes it worth saving and knowing that you can't save everything how do you again how do you how do you look on a project by project basis and and add a and add of value
4: right well it's interesting because we we choose who the architect is the provenance of the home and what happened in the house or building um and that all goes to, for us, if it's iconic enough for us to try and save, um, there's, there's a lot to be saved. Mm-hmm. And there are other organizations that are covering some of the other bases. We're covering just those really special iconic properties that once they're gone, they're gone forever. Mm-hmm. Right, And you'll never see that type of architecture ever again. So the event tonight,
0: who are, who are some of your partners in this event, and tell me where we are.
3: We're here tonight at Villa Paradiso. It's a historic property in Palm Springs. It was built in 1928 by architect Alva Hicks in a Moorish and Spanish exotic style. So for Palm Springs, that's very rare. So you think of modern architecture, but this is a Spanish estate and it's four acres um, of sprawling grounds and there's nothing like this anymore, even in Palm Springs. And we're really advocating for it to be preserved and um, saved for generations to come
4: it's actually the largest residential estate in Palm Springs is that right yeah well
0: it's funny you go outside and and we're gonna show some images of it it is it is sweeping yeah it's really interesting too so whose home was this
3: it was originally a director's home and ironically um, I guess it's notorious that Cary Grant lived here as well and we love that part of the story is he lived at the pool house which is where we are standing right right here and um, he would come here many many years to visit his uh, friends who lived in the main house and they built this house pretty much for Cary Grant because he was always at their place here at Villa Paradiso
0: and the whole Hollywood region you guys must absolutely love this
3: a hundred percent this is this is Hollywood to the max and what shapes a heritage is its culture, and if we keep erasing our culture, our Hollywood culture, then what makes LA? That is our culture. So we want to preserve that as best we can and, and applaud those who do preserve it. So we have wonderful wonderful sponsors like Gen Air, Cambria Surfaces, um, Robert Allen Textiles, and Enduralee Textiles. Um, Art who,
4: Palm Springs. Art
3: Palm Springs this year is a big um, advocate and sponsor, and they're Enjoying with the show the modernism show and so it's nice just to have a variety of partners, which is lovely
0: You know what else what that I love what you do is so your event last year was right across the street the Donald Wexler Dinosaur Shore estate yeah. Yeah. Very different pad very different vibe I mean we've got we've got the jungle scene painted in here (laughs) right it's every year it's 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 a different vibe it's a different but they're remarkable estates Mm -hmm. that's just it that's the common denominator is
3: is it has to be something that is remarkable Um, and these type of places um, are important to maintain and carry forward in the legacy of architecture as art
0: does it ever seem daunting to you because you guys are trying to save something and la boy we're, we're it's changing fast very very quickly it's yeah. got to seem a little bit daunting to have the design firm the, the design work yeah. and then this too and it's all how do you how do you manage to prioritize the time
4: you know we go back and forth actually and it seems after three years now it's kind of seamless like we'll jump on a design project and then we're like oh we gotta work on some SIA stuff and so it is actually we're, we're doing it and working it all in tandem yeah um, because at any given time I mean we're we do a push to do an event like this um, and then in the landmarking process that's that's a lot of administrative work yeah. for us so you know, between Jamie, myself, and our design staff, and the small staff that we have for SIA, we're running back and forth, and we're, we're making it happen. And I, I can just tell you from the feedback that we're getting, more and more people are um, really taking um, an issue with this issue yeah. um, along with us, and um, our name is getting out there more and more. Yeah. So that, that's where it's going to change. And, and also, we have no problem with shaming people. And you don't, do you? No, not at all.
3: Well, it's a passion no. for us. So right. it, it comes organically, as far as the time, you know, and the headlines, we always are reading about something that's already been demolished. And so you can't help but just have it be a part of your subconscious and the fact that we can do better and make a difference, or at least try to make a difference, um, that's at the least we can do as experts in the design field.
0: Well, that's that's part of it. I wanted to ask you about it. It, it happens so quickly, and you know, it goes from not unknown, disrepair, gone. Yeah. How how do you track it? Yeah. I know that you know the city of LA and their, their mapping program they've done a really the historical society they've done a really good job yep. but it's it's not enough. How right. how do you track these properties? Well, I,
3: I think we get the megaphone out and really highlight put a spotlight on very specific properties that are endangered and get out in front of it before it is a crisis. And yes, that the the survey LA's of our, you know, city have great lists and that's the next step is okay how, how but now what how do we let people know how you can make a difference and it's, it's awareness it's really awareness because these things come and go without a blink of an eye
0: how do people get involved
3: first start by becoming a member so we know how to get a hold of you and then from there we bring the community together like places like Villa Paradiso to bring awareness to properties that are maybe in need or should be Uh, protected and then we also share the word about what's endangered and how to get involved with our city government
0: how do people become members
3: you can go to our website siaprojects.org and there's a membership page please join us
0: outstanding and uh social media
3: save iconic architecture
0: search save iconic architecture and they'll find you yeah they'll find us jamie thank you you thank you so much.
3: much always a pleasure
0: that was ron woodson voice challenged but battling, and the always-on Jamie Rummerfield. I wanted to share one other element from this year's Modernism Week. I spoke a bit with Katerina Monnier from Delhi. If you're a designer with a brand, a product designer, manufacturer, showroom manager, in need of direction when it comes to getting involved with trade and consumer-focused shows like Modernism Week, Katerina is a wealth of information. This is how Tedelli approaches consumer and trade engagement at industry events like this year's Modernism Week in Palm Springs. Katerina, we, we first met at the West Edge Design Fair. That's right. So Convo mm-hmm. by Design was presenting the stage. And just outside, you had the lounge. The lounge was so much fun. It's fantastic. Yes. Uh,
5: very colorful. Mm-hmm.
0: And you partnered with uh, Cesar Giraldo. And you had the screen, I, I watched Cesar dance for an entire three day weekend.
5: Yes, <laughs> yes, and that was a really, really fun project that we did, uh-huh.
0: How, just out of curiosity, how did that come together? How did you find Cesar? How do you, how do you partner with designers? And then sort of walk me through that whole thing because there was, a, there was a shoot that came in advance, he had a suit on, he had a gold suit.
5: How did the whole thing come together? Yes, actually um, at Cedele, we believe in the power of unrestricted creativity, right? And um, actually in 2019, we are turning 30 years old. So we are a Brazilian outdoor furniture company. We've been in the U.S. market for a little bit over uh, three years and a half. Um, and uh, we want to partner with, you know, like um, the movers and shakers of of the the industry, and. Uh, um, Again, because we always want to, to make sure that we are bringing and, and helping the interior designer and the trade and the hospitality uh, bring their creativity and their vision to life. We are here to, you know, we always come up with new products, with new projects and that's what happened at the West Edge and the partnership with with Caesar. I think Caesar is represents our brand in so many different ways, from being Latin, from you know loving colors to have that very young and modern uh, spirit. So the video itself came from him it was his idea and then we embraced it like yeah let's do it Um, and uh, yeah and then and then the video came up as well as he put together you know the entire space and pretty much we make it viable right we invest in the idea uh, and uh, and it was a great experience for everybody
0: it was it was so much fun so Mm -hmm. now we're at modernism week in Palm Springs and tell me what you guys are doing here
5: so again, like um, we are here for the long run, right? So we partner with designer with Caesar, and we've been doing that for quite some time, as well as Megan and Troy from West Edge. And uh, our idea is to 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 create that strong partnerships that one help each other, and uh, through that collaboration, so Caesar made you know create that beautiful space and then we brought in the furniture and uh and then that is kind of like a warm-up for uh the next year modernism uh, week 2020 so uh caesar uh, west edge karen we are doing the mesa modern so it's gonna be a brand new home from the ground up that's being built for 2020 for the event and that we are here promoting the house as well as the furniture and uh kind of like start to create that relationship with you know the the mid-century lovers and um yeah so so we are excited to you know keep getting our relationship stronger and stronger and being seen by a different market that has the right fit for us
0: and it's interesting too. We're talking now. It's 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 February of 2019. We're talking about a show house that's going to be debuting in in February 2020. So there's there's a long runway for this. How do you approach a a project like this from from the start where you can actually start at the very very beginning? How do you approach that?
5: Uh, again, the idea is that we we think of uh, longevity, right. And uh, so uh, we, especially because we are 30 years in the, in the interior designer and hospitality market in Brazil. So, and then we have a very successful formula from there. And then in the U S market, it wouldn't be different, right. It's about create a win-win situation that we, it's about re- Really, collaboration. So now that we found out, you know, those key players: West Edge, Megan and Troy, Caesar, uh, Chris from Modern News and Week. So together, we uh, we um, we made you know uh, that plan, and um, and then like because we, need, we always need to think ahead, right? Uh, when you put uh, a project. Uh, such as this you need to to really have you know deadlines and uh, before because again it's 2020 it's a year from now but the construction the marketing everything has to happen prior so uh, now that we identify the relationships as well as the market that we want to be at then it's just like from from the end to you know until today and then like we know what steps that we we need to take it so
0: what would you say is the is the split between the amount of residential and the amount of hospitality that you do in in the States
5: in the States um, we do have like uh, two showrooms uh, one it's at Pacific Design Center right catering for hospitality and then now we are trying uh, the, the new market that it's f- to find a consumer so we do have our second showroom it's at Crystal Cove Shopping Center in Newport Coast so we are seeing that more and more the final consumer is starting to come and choose and uh and that's one of the things that we are seeing in terms of trends right and that is already that that already happens in brazil so in brazil like the 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 professional comes in with their clients and the client has a way more collaboration and input on their own projects. Uh, nowadays, last year, we had around like 80% hospitality, 20% residential. But with that new showroom, we start to see a little bit of shifts in terms of volume of, of sales. And uh, also, as I said, it's we see that's a new trend that uh, people, they are going to, define a consumer, uh, it's going to, you know, start to give more input into their space, and, uh, and all the, the, the creative side of it, right? They can choose, it's so fun to see many colors of ropes, many colors and different types of finishings and design, so that best represent them, so,
0: yeah. No, that's, that's great, and it'll be fun to watch this, this project
5: Yes, yes, together. we're very excited. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Katerina with T- uh, Delhi. thank you.
5: Thank you so much, Josh. <laughs>
0: that was fun. And this has been another episode of Convo by Design. I want to thank Ron Woodson, Jamie Rummerfield, Patrick Dragonette, Peter Gursky, Katerina Monnier uh, uh, for appearing on the show. And I want to thank you for listening. I, I appreciate you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I also want to thank Snyder Diamond, SubZero, Wolf, Vandam and Article for making the show possible. See you next week. Convo by Design is proud to be working with Vandam furniture. Design culture. It's the key to their success. It's what pushes them to consistently create new collections that give spaces a new dimension. They create dialogue between environment and form. Vendôme pieces can transform the simplest space into one filled with glamor that is both unique and extraordinary. And isn't that what design is all about? Creating atmospheres where you can take hold of life and enjoy it to the fullest. Vendôme products are simple and elegant, contemporary and exceptionally comfortable. Their crafted, modern, durable, molded resin, glass, and metal designs are unique and they beg to be enjoyed. They search the planet for the right designers that embody the Van Damme spirit and work together to create remarkable pieces into an exclusively Van Damme mode of expression. And if you haven't seen Van Damme before, you can check them out in uh, some of the Convo by Design videos you'll find on our YouTube channel. But you can find them in their showrooms at the d and building in New York, Wynwood in Miami, and the Pacific Design Center here in LA, or online at vandam.com.